You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Critics. This is Damo. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Ja. It's Dane. And we're the Pop Culture Critics. How was your week? It was pretty dope. Um, I had a lot of fun Easter, you know. I told, I said it last week that I planned on cooking. Kids came by, you know, nephew, niece. We had a good time. We were chilling. What you do? Oh, I know you went to church. How was uh, the service? It was it was really good. I wish I would have been able to, like, get the whole, you know, message just because I had a lot, like, Easter egg hunt, cookie decorating. I had a lot going on, so I was trying to prepare. You know what I'm saying? You should have brought yourself to church. See how that works. <laughs> <laughs> you see how that works. <laughs> um, you could have brought some home. Cookies are not Jesus. I'm gonna let you know they don't. They don't go like that. Wow. <laughs> they're the home. When they're gone. They're gone. Okay. Oh, wow. Jesus goes everywhere. Okay. Easter was. Oh, Easter. We just we had went out to eat yesterday, and that was it. And was it busy? Like, what did y'all go eat? Real lobster. It was really delicious. I really, I just seen like a post on Instagram. This is like really a sidebar, but I legit just seen a post on Instagram. Like, man, I want like a lobster bake. So <laughs> it I don't was know. Okay, so uh, delicious. Let me tell you. What'd you do for you, sir? Uh, stay home. Eight. Uh, <laughs> 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 what y'all cook? At? I know y'all. Um, I'm missing Earl. Uh, macaroni dressing. Uh, like pasta salad. Salmon. You ain't had the right dressing if you don't like dressing. I don't, I don't like nobody dressing. <laughs> Nobody's dressing. I don't know what it is about dressing. Just something about me and dressing. Do not click. I just don't know. What I don't it know. Is. It's like <laughs> the best thing at Thanksgiving. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, know. that macaroni and cheese. Like you macaroni and like cheese. I, okay, fine. I give you macaroni and cheese. I love macaroni and cheese, but I don't know what My macaroni dressing. cheese is so good. Uh, my nephew told me I need to open a macaroni and cheese cart. <laughs> uh, he said, you, to, you need a cart. Braden is something else, you first know. of all. He is. He is. Um, all right, so spoiler of the week. I'm actually going to give mine to Kid Cudi. Um, right. He drops $10,000 on Popeyes to feed the homeless before Coachella. This is re- That's really, really great. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know Kid Cudi had the money like that. But <laughs> that is beautiful that he did that. <laughs> He's definitely a millionaire. Like, and it's beautiful <laughs> that he did that. I just, I just didn't know. He's definitely a millionaire. I'm being very honest, though. I, I'm not a you Kid Cudi fan, right. so it was, it's, he's, like, irrelevant to me. But, but not, that's beautiful that he did that. But I mean, not he's, still listen to his music. Yeah, but I say, like, stuff. he's very, like, he's still in the producing game and stuff like that. He writes and he, like he said, produces a lot of music, so he gets credited that way. He does listen in that, some of his older stuff as well. Um, but, yeah, shout-out to, um, to Kid Cudi about that. He did it um, Coachella weekend um, and then added... I'm sorry. And then it was like worth of chicken and biscuit, mashed potatoes, fries, and Popeyes to provide um, people of the Coachella Valley rescue mission with a meal. Did you notice that they didn't provide no drinks? They, they just like the combos. They I don't hate come that. With no drinks. I just wanted to point that out. But I'm pretty sure they, they had, had some water. drinks. Wow. I, 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 if they had water, I'm, I'm going to be mad as hell. Like, you could have gave them a real pop or something like that because they, they Fanta Red, be good. I'm, I'm just yeah sidebar <laughs> slap it okay um so my spotlight of the week um I'm actually it's kind of a two parter so my spot of um spotlight of the week if you guys don't know or if you may know Jamal Bryant who now is the pastor of New Birth um, Church um along with Ti who we're you know all uh-huh. familiar with they actually um, bailed out nonviolent offenders um, they bailed them out of jail for Easter weekend. So they can kind of spend, you know, time with their family. That's what's up. Um, so shout out to them because that's a beautiful thing, just trying to reunite families. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, because especially if it's non-violent. They raised $120,000. Yes. I to, mean, to bail out. Now I, saw, now, I saw a post like that over the weekend, too. I thought it was 23. Bailed out 23 non-violent offenders instead of nine. 
The lesson one. Where, where did you come from? <laughs> nine. I said 120,000. No, not dollars. Oh, I'm talking dollars. They raised 128,000 dollars. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the people, the, the amount. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, 20, yeah, it was like 23 nonviolent offenders mm-hmm. on Easter. That's what's up. That is what's up to raise that amount of money to release all these people. That's really great. Um, shout out to, to Clifford Tip Harris. <laughs> <laughs> As well as Pastor Jamal Bryant. Thank you. Um, All right. So we're about to get into the meat and the potatoes of this week. Let's get it. Um, Actually, the biggest thing, there really wasn't much going on this past week, but Beyonce did drop her documentary, um, Homecoming. Oh, buddy. And And I got to see my cousins, y'all. She got to see her cousins that she never met. (laughs) How many cousins did you have that you've never met? Um, A lot. Don't come for me. (laughs) Thank you. Go ahead. I met a good portion of them, all right? (laughs) But you're twice removed. Don't come for me. But, yeah, so she met her cousins, so she saw it on via television. Um, Netflix, actually. And um, how did you... Okay, so you as a Beyonce stan... Because you do stand for her. I do. Um, how do you feel about the documentary? I appreciate the documentary. I appreciate her honesty in this documentary. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of... Um, so, kind of backstory. This is why I feel like it was so powerful. You know, my godson was born um, premature. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mom, so she just kind of went through a lot during her pregnancy. Hence him being born premature. Um, he was born at 23 weeks. He weighed... Uh, one pound 13 ounces like small small Small. right and thriving everywhere now Um, doctors are like you know you should just terminate this pregnancy because he ain't gonna make it fast forward to now you know he's thriving all over the place smartest kid one of the smartest kids I know period right Um, but Beyonce really talked about that how she struggled with her pregnancy how there's a a point in the um, in the documentary that she talks about how um, the weight gain and how that kind of reflected in her music and her working. She kind of um, touched on, you know, she had got up to a little bit over 200 pounds during her pregnancy. Um, again, you pregnant with twins. They ain't all that weight, but still. But still. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm being honest. But they're not. Um, but I appreciated her honesty in this documentary because she did touch on a lot of things. She talked on I think when we first heard it, it was like, oh, homecoming, this is about to be really cool. This is about to be like, you know, college homecoming. Right. But in actuality, homecoming was like me knowing myself, me realizing the power within myself, me realizing how powerful my blackness is, how beautiful my blackness is. And I love that um, kind of undertone in the documentary. Okay. Um, okay, I can appreciate that well, okay, so I did watch. I watched the documentary yesterday. It made you feel like I appreciate you for making me feel like I could afford to go to Coachella. Um, <laughs> okay, say, I appreciate you for that. So I end up. So I did watch it, and when I while I was watching it, I, like Jocelyn, I um, telling this people my government. I'm name. sorry, it's like like job, <laughs> like job. Put my eyes on here all the time. So. <laughs> like job, I do. I, I do expect. I do respect the honesty. Um, about when it came to her pregnancy, you know what I mean? Because she, for some reason, Beyonce has always gone through, um, almost like she, a backlash. Like she's like always gone through like a uh, not necessarily like a backlash, but when it comes to her pregnancy, there's always been complications regarding her pregnancy. Speculation, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, speculations, even with that, when she was, but even she can She was very honest. Um, the, the we talked about this. The original, doc, well, the first documentary. I don't want to say original. Um, the one that aired on OWN, where she talked about you know problems being problems getting pregnant but then getting pregnant and problems just holding the child and so for her to you know now the mother of three um it was just it was very beautiful and you know so i do respect because she talked about having a miscarriage on like uh-huh. one of her previous documentaries and then she talked about the complications with this one developing like things like toxema which was 
to me it was just like wow you know yeah, what I mean like your body is like toxemia she yeah. had um, what else she had high blood sugar. she had preeclampsia she had toxema and then one of the baby's heart um, Has, um, was fading out yeah began like, to fade so oh, whatever so they had she to do emergency had, C-section yeah. which I don't think a lot of people did not know that Beyonce had emergency C-section cause like it felt and again time flies but it felt like two weeks later you won't stage at Coachella like what C-section did you have boo <laughs> she she had that supreme <laughs> she had that supreme C-section well you don't even get a full C-section they just like okay we're just gonna lift this part real quick and then slap you back together like that's such a guy's version of <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. Well, like, I understand that it's like a scalpel. Go ahead. You know, that's just a very... That, it's very... It's that was a guy. I would say it's that very... Was, it's, that was very man-ish. But it's Go very ahead. to the point. And they didn't really talk about that, too, when she had lost a good amount of weight and when she fit back into her old costume. They called Jay. And Jay was like, oh, okay, that's great. She was like, why is he not this excited <laughs> as the, I am? The guy... No, it was the lady. And she was like, guys are never excited about this type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like... But he, but he tried. I appreciate you trying. Like, he tried to be like, oh, that's good, great. And he's, you know, he's been, you know, he was just, you know, as far as this being her vision, he was just there. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't really input what needs to happen. You know what I mean? This is just but like. But he very much sees the power within her, but he very much also sees. Let her she, take control. Yeah. Like, she is a boss. Right. Um, and she has a, a very unique vision. Um, and and to have the means to be able to bring that vision to pass is beautiful. And so I appreciate him for just allowing her to have that power. I think a lot of times in relationships when you the more of the attention falls on one person, you kind of try to chime in a little bit more to say, hey, I'm still here, I'm still present. But for him to show that light um, and just be there was, uh, to me, very, very beautiful. I also... For me, and this is okay. So while also watching it, right? Even though I do a pre, even because I saw Coachella, Coachella when it was like when it aired on stuff like that. So I saw it. So I already saw the performances. But what I wanted more out of the documentary was more documentary. If that yeah. makes sense. Like I wanted to see more behind the scenes um, that they originally saw. Now I will say there was a very, very, very smart thing, and and I had a, a very good conversation. Um, actually, at work we were having this conversation about um, the difference, and it's kind of leads into our topic as well. Mm-hmm. But I think beyond. It was very smart in the way she did this. So, um, if you guys don't know, previously Ariana Grande um, was the performer at Coachella, mm-hmm. right? At for her uh, Coachella performance, she for this year for Ariana Grande's for this performance, year. For this she year, yeah. um, she was paid eight million dollars for her performance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Beyonce worked out a deal where she was paid four million dollars. However, she also was granted the rights to. Um, the visuals to her performance, which allowed her to make the deal with Netflix, making her... It was a $60 million deal. Yeah, it's a $60 million deal with, with Netflix. Netflix. So, but so, she has to put out three projects with right. Netflix. Right. But that also lets us know there's two more coming. <laughs> One. I was excited about that. There's two more coming. Um, but then also, you got to think about just the power move that she did. Yes, in the forefront, she, it, just to the blind eye, it's like, man... It's because she black. Like, what's going on that she well, would when, do a four million dollar deal? When, but then, to look to dig deeper, it's like, oh no, wait a minute, you right. were smart. You were smart about this. The thing is, when the initial reports came out, it did come almost like, oh yeah, this is what black women are talking about. Yes, you know what I mean. That's when, how. It was, oh, that's why I came like, out. Oh, we have to be twice as good. But it turned out they actually got paid the same. What actually came out was um, they both got paid equal amount, of course. But Beyonce had the deal 
where she was like, all right, fine, I'll take the lesser pay cut. I will do. I, 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 I want the rights. The rights. Right. I want the rights that way I can go to Netflix, sell this to Netflix, put this together. But not only did she did that, she also did a live album. And in a live album, where she's definitely going to be making a right. lot of streams so you, money, you have, a lot of that money, money. Yes. You know what I mean? So she's so she, you that have very, more than quadrupled what it was this performance cost. And I really feel like, and this is something that we talked about, that there's the difference between an artist and an entrepreneur, and you have to. You can start as an artist, but you have to be able to transition into the business, an, yes, into the, the business. business side. And that's always that's even something like we was just talking about recently how we see the show going further than just this podcast. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that we can definitely do that. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, seeing it, you know, in hindsight, I do I can respect the artistry all around. You know what I mean about this whole thing. Like I said, the only kind I can really say about it, I wanted more documentary than actual performance. Yeah. I already saw the performance, personally. Um, it was some things that resonated. It was some things that was like, okay, cool. I get, you know, that resonated with me. But some of it, you know, obviously, it didn't connect to me all the way. It's weird because I am black, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it, I get what she was trying to do. I just didn't, some parts of it, it didn't really resonate with me. I felt like it was something that was more meant for her fan. More than I feel like it was. This was like for her, her fans. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? This is like for her. This is not. This is for her fans. This is like I'm letting you know. This is just for her fans. It's not like oh, for the people who generally just don't get Beyonce. You know what I mean? It was just like to me. That's how I took it. Um, Like I said, but (laughs) (laughs) but that's how. But that's how I generally think. You know took it as but other than that though I did appreciate the film for what it was you know what I mean um, I did like I said the performances was great um, the, I love I did. I am going to point out that I did love the interludes of um, uh, commentary of black leaders mm-hmm. you know, from the past like Maya Angelou yeah. or quotes that we had from different black leaders it was I I enjoyed the film for what it was you know what I mean but as a like I said I wanted more documentary than I wanted actual Footage, footage of the yeah. performance. Like I could deal with that, maybe because that's what I was looking for. But otherwise, it was a good put together film. Congratulations, <laughs> Beyonce on Homecoming. Welcome back home, bitch. And she's like, I refuse. <laughs> but you know, welcome back. You know, and that was the thing too. She was also talking about you know how she wanted to go to HBCU, but her college was Destiny's Child. You know what I mean? She was. Because she was famous around yeah. that time, so she didn't get to go to uh, to any type of college HBCUs. So this was her time to actually do it. So I thought that was I can appreciate that because <laughs> it's like okay, well, I can see why you you know trying to go through your uh, your your college days <laughs> way older, but that's okay. Um, but shout out to Beyonce and her whole team and her whole crew because she even stated that you know it takes us a, a whole try to make this happen. So. Shout out to all the dancers who did a really great job. Shout out to all the you know lighting people, just everybody that worked on this film and worked on the on the Coachella um, performance. So, shout out to her. Alrighty, so leading into the conversation um, today, we're actually going to get to the shade of it all. I think I should. I think I'm gonna name that the shade. The shade of it all. <laughs> the shade of it all. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about colorism in pop culture. A little bit more serious topic. Um, and so, um, we're going to discuss the facets as far as like what we see um, in pop culture regarding colorism. How we take into how we take in colorism. How we interpret colorism. Have we been um, uh, offenders of colorism? Um, and go from there. So, um, 
who wants to go first and what colorism what do you how would you define colorism how would, who wants to go first I feel like colorism um, is something that is it's I don't want to say it started here but it's predominantly within our culture um, and it is um, you know because you're light skinned um, or because you're a different tone, there are certain privileges that come with those tones, but and not even just um, you know skin tone. That goes to you know features and hair and um, things of that nature. Um, but it is through within us, like we categorize right. um, ourselves um, in tiers. Where other if people outsiders looking in would be like, "Nah, you just black." Black, yeah. Well, okay. And how how do you feel? What is your definition of colorism? I mean, pretty much the same thing. Uh, you know, just you preferring or someone else's give uh saying that another category of a well a lighter skinned black person is more privileged than someone that's darker skinned but the same uh, thing so, right, so so more of a technical definition it's more of like it's interracism so pretty much it's um Racism within racism. Exactly. So um pretty much it's discriminatory um action that happens tend to people tend it tends to be more um it tends it's to be more that we're very groomed to do. <laughs> that is true, but it tends to be more uh, more discriminatory against people who are darker skinned and those who are lighter tend to reap the, the benefits of the privileges as such. Damian and sorry, Dame and Ja <laughs> state stated earlier, and um, so it, it is. It is pretty much that. So it's an intra type of community type of thing, and I want to be just put this out there. That yes, even though black people, as far as us black, you know what I mean, we talk about it in our community, but also Asian people, you know, experience this, Latino people experience this, um, Eastern people experience this type of thing. Um, I don't want to say that I want I don't agree that it's predominantly with us, but uh. um, but if, when you look at the over the facets of pop culture, you do see where the money goes to, the privileges goes to, the benefits go to across so cultures. So do you feel like that we have to first address it within, so the racism within the racism, or we first have to just address racism, period, before we can address I it? Think we already, um, I think we always address racism. You know what I mean? It's there. You know what I mean? But when we're talking about the type of colorism, we have to bring it to the forefront as well because it's very. It's one of the very things that keeps coming up. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that when it's kind of like plaguing us. You know what I mean? Where uh-huh. um, we can't really get further what we can sometimes because of this you know what I mean right. um, so I do think it does need to be addressed it needs to be um, also we have to have solutions for it as well you know what I mean talking about the problem with no solutions is kind of pointless you know what I mean so right now as far as in pop culture um, where do you see colorism exactly at I see it mostly in music currently or I see yeah. it mostly in music Movies I think it was more predominantly when we were so big on music videos, you know. Yeah. And, and no, you're not really that big on music videos now. I mean, they still, of course, make videos, but right. they're not predominant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, early, you know, 2000, 2005, you know, 2005, 2007, or 2008, like that era was very big on, ooh, who dropped the last video? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, who didn't turn on MTV Jams in the morning to get ready for school to see what the latest video was. Right. So I think it was more so predominant there. Um, and I think now it's more so in, um, and this is where I talk about kind of um, it being kind of groomed in because it starts very young. But I think now it's in the TV shows. Now it's in, especially kid TV shows, it's, it's bananas. It, it's, it, it starts that young. Um, 
and we kind of talked about that when we were talking about The Lion King a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um, but I, I think it's it really is in TV now. It's I mean, you really see it everywhere. TV, award shows, um, children's TV. It's kind of everywhere. What about you? Uh, yeah, basically what you said. Music is mainly where I see it because I'm not even big on TV, so I wouldn't even, really you know. know. Yeah. Like, when I see colorism, it is in music. Majority of the time it's in music, especially when we choose certain artists to, to you know, uh, that we want to promote or that we want to buy singles from, whatever. It's, I see it mostly with that. Um, and talking about Beyonce and then talking about Rihanna, talking about Nicki, women who are all three women, even though, yes, they're black. Yeah, but they lighter. Are in, but they're lighter, they're you know what well. I mean? Um, whereas you have a woman like Kelly Rowland, who was in the same group as Destiny, as Beyonce with, uh, in Destiny's Child. Or you want to say Michelle, but I will say Kelly because she was more on same. par. Yeah, 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 They were on equal level as far as performance level, as far as, you know, stamina, as far as vocal beauty, you know what I mean, as far as physical appearance. You know what I mean? But why is she not, like, perceived in the same light as, as Beyonce? Beyonce. And um, that also comes to a, a thing, too, because she also talked about that in Dirty Laundry. You know yes. what I mean? Um, which is a song that she came out with about four years ago, four or five years ago. Right around and, the time. Um, yeah, about, actually, I think it was longer than that, about 2013. So about six years ago. And um, she was talking about Dirty Laundry, how she's happy for her sister, but she's also in a, in a she's very envious as well too like she wants the same thing for herself but she don't see it going further because of for some unseen reason you know what right. I mean those unspeakable exactly and even when she was um, it was this, uh, a slight interview that she had she was like you know when she was younger she felt that really young you know as far as like being darker skin and kind of like having insecurity and she was just like and it took Beyonce I don't say it took Beyonce's mom but like Beyonce's mom had a reminder her like no sis you're beautiful you know what I mean just the way you are go out into the sun go you know what I mean she was because there were she was a scenario when she was at the beach and you know what I mean she didn't want to get too she she made a comment saying she didn't want to get too dark and she was like you're beautiful just the way you are go ahead and have fun you know what I mean and but we see how insecurity does can play on into like you say it could be groomed into us sometimes unknowingly you know what I mean um, sometimes even knowingly. Um, I think, and we see it a lot, especially in like scenarios like that, we see it a lot with um, young women, but we also have to address it in men. young in men right. as well. Absolutely. Because um, I think young men are being groomed to not believe that their race is beautiful, not believe that, you know, black is beautiful. These features are not beautiful. And this is where we kind of come in like in the in hip-hop era um, when you kind of, like in the 90s and even early 2000s, maybe up until 2008, I saw a mixture of light skin and dark skin and brown skin women, and you know what I mean. I seen we talking like, music videos, yeah, music videos. Like I saw like there was an appreciation that was yeah. there, you know, or I saw that where okay, yeah, we got some light skins, we got some brown skins, we got some dark. You know what I mean? We had a good mixture, you know what I mean. But then it also became also um, when you look at certain music videos too, a lot of it was women that were quote unquote foreign yeah. or ethnic. Eth- <laughs> <Exotic>. Yeah. <laughs> Ethnic, ethnic. What did you, what did you want? <laughs> exotic, exotic, yeah, yeah, yeah. exotic, or you know something like that. Um, but then that, then that became a trend that kept going on. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh yeah, I went to this country and this happened to be the woman. <laughs> but that's it's just there. like, and again, about it being groomed. Like if somebody asked me, like I was at work one day and they were like, oh, you have beautiful skin, and you, you know, what do you mix with? <laughs> black and more black. I, I don't know what else. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm, I'm black. 
Right. Right. Now, if you ask me, I will. T- I'm telling. I don't know. I have no problem telling you that I'm Jamaican. Right. I'm very proud of my heritage. Right. Um. However, I'm black. I'm black. And that kind. Of, oh, speaking about the that fact too. that you even felt comfortable to say, <laughs> "What do you mix with?" Like, <laughs> black and beautiful. Exactly. What, do, what do you want? And like. That it was just happened on um, the Breakfast Club. Um, Charlemagne, I think her name was Ebony Williams. She was um, on the show, and she stated that when men act, I guess because when you look at her, obviously she she's, she is a pretty lady, mm-hmm. but like she is lighter skinned too. And the fact that because she's lighter skinned, they think she's mixed with something. And then she was, and she had the shirt on too. So like, I'm mixed with, I'm black mixed <laughs> with black. And she was like, you know, it's like this look of, of hope and optimism. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes out exactly, and then it was pretty much she broke it down like you attribute the way she looked. You attribute her beauty, beauty her her femininity, yeah, you know, to with, something that is that's not other. This, yeah, that's yeah. other. And so she was like, you see, the, almost you see the the look of disappointment on you, her face. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know what I mean when you like, oh, okay, you know. And I, <laughs> and it's so crazy too. I had a friend, and um, I think she is mixed. I think she's the one to tell that me even goes because with, she that like goes everywhere. It even goes with names. <laughs> like I could be at work and. Somebody, so I just go by Ja because um, mm-hmm. just the definition of having to go with what my name is, what it means. Like just, just call me Ja. Right. Um. And so somebody asked me one day, "What? How do you pronounce your full name?" Yeah. So I pronounced my name, and immediately it was, you know, there has to be an ethnicity behind, like you know, Where what I'm are saying you there, from? <laughs> there has to be something behind it. There has to be like there's a mis- there's there's a What's the word I'm looking for? There's a misconception, a misinterpretation. Yes, there's like a misinterpretation of. It's not misinterpretation. That's definitely not the word. <laughs> <laughs> like I put it there, a and, then, and that wasn't it. But I just feel like you're looking for something to validate. Yes, you're looking for something to validate your stereotype. Right. And that's and that and that all, you know. Like, that, now, granted, my name does have a meaning, but you're you were looking for something to validate. Just your, your, your opinion. Your ignorance. Yes. And okay, and just to go back a little bit um, to where we kind of see pop culture and stuff like that. Uh, well, not pop culture, but see uh, colorism in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, like I said, it ha- for me, it has been music videos where I could prom- I could predominantly actually point out, and in music in general, um, where we hear a lot of crazy of light yeah. skinness. You know what I mean? Red bone. Uh, red bone. <laughs> yellow bone. It was just in a song with Tiger. Um, I will say during that era, though, I like my it's girl's yellow, thick, black, and ghetto. I would, I would say <laughs> during that time is when I, think it was I, I struggled baby. the most with just my color. Now, I, I always think my, my black is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the during the time I struggled the most with just beauty as a whole. And the reason I say that is because when I looked at the women around me, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my mother, they're all Lighter skin. very, like, could pass white. Mm-hmm. Very, very light-skinned. Um, and so for me, it was like, man, these, the, the beautiful, the beauty I see, I don't see people that look like me. And I say that's beautiful. Right. So when I look in the mirror, I can't say, man, that's beautiful. Cause I don't look like that. Right. And do, okay. So do you, so in hindsight, just regardless of without looking at family, when you do look out into the world other than your family, you know, and you see nothing, do you feel the same? Like, do you feel? The I same? don't now. Okay. But had I been, you know, d- during during that time frame, mm-hmm. if that was, you know, me now, mm-hmm. um, I think that I would. Okay. Um, kind of struggle um with a, l- a little bit, 
Um, and I will, again, just back to if I'm saying that that is beautiful, and I understand that beauty has very, you know, different. Right. Beauty can look different. Yeah, it has like different connotations. But um, if I'm saying that that is beautiful and that this is that pivotalness of what beauty is, she's light-skinned, so she's beautiful. She has pretty hair, so she's beautiful. She, you know, my mom has dimples, so she is, she's got dimples, so that's what makes beautiful. it beautiful. If I categorize that and say these four things or these five things are what makes beauty, if I have none of those characteristics, and how do I look at myself and say I'm beautiful? If I don't have those things, if I don't have, you know, my doll and I say, oh, my doll is so, pr-, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it, it kind of grows and you're groomed. This is where I say you're kind of groomed into it because, my, and I will say our, our dad did, did that a lot. If I was to get a doll, it was going to be a black, beautiful doll. It was not going to be you envious and brushing hair and why doesn't my hair look like this? So why doesn't my face look like this? Right. Why doesn't this happen for me? you're going to see the beauty within your own. So, yeah, you can comb her hair and, and play with her and be beautiful, but see your beauty in her. And I think, for me, I me knowing... Because I, I don't have... Cause I don't have any children. We don't... We all here don't have any children. But I do make it a step to... Especially because I do have a goddaughter who is beautiful and yes. brown and big eyed and everything <laughs> to make... Even like, you know, you know, even with, you know, what... Damian's nieces, you know what I mean? I kind of make sure they also have a black doll. You know what I mean? Someone they can more so relate to than right. maybe the white doll. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to be um, honest, before Princess did, Tiana came get, out, Pocahontas was it, boo. Let me, but, you know, at the, I try to make sure they have some type of rep- representation of yes. themselves. You know what I mean? Somewhere seen. Not saying that, you know, they can't have a white doll. Of course, you can have a doll, a white doll as well. But I want you to also have a black doll. Like, but my, you don't also you also don't have to apologize for that though. And I feel like the only place we do that was within the black community. I mean, because I don't apologize. feel like this is something that white people deal with. Like when they go to the store, they pick up the they white pick doll. up the doll that reflects <laughs> right. them. I don't That's have to apologize true. for looking for the. First of all, I shouldn't have to look for the doll. That's the first problem. <laughs> but I should not have to apologize for looking for the doll that represents my child. No, right. that's, and that's that's and that's that on that. You know what I mean? And like. I just I like I do like guys. It's a little bit different because we don't have. I think what action but I feel figures. Like it, ref- it definitely reflect, and I understand where you're coming. You know, from. It's, it's finish like, your thought now. Because like with action figures, it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? We don't necessarily look at action figures as a means as a beauty. This is what right, we want to yeah. look at. You know what I mean? We look at it as a but do you as see? But do you see in the vice versa? Like for so, do you see your sisters playing with black dolls and being like, oh, that's a pivotal of beauty? So I look for that in a woman. Oh, I, I never I never thought like, about that. I never got that deep that's into how, that's it. Where, that's how I took it when it comes to men. So to ask men, like, how, if they took I never it that took way. It, I never took it as that. You know what um, I mean? I, I just thought, oh, okay, that's my sister playing right. my toy. You know what I mean? But, like, then again, like I said, now as an adult, thinking about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could definitely see you psychologically where you are at. You know what I mean? Like, hey, perfect story. Um, back in high school, this is a girl, and, um, I'm not going to say her name. But her, she was she, she's very crazy. But like she was telling the story about the doll situation. Mm-hmm. Her mother gave her a black doll, and she cried. She said she cried and cried and cried. She was like hysterically crying because she wanted the white doll because she thought the white doll was prettier. And the fact that she gave her a black doll that was like the ultimate insult. Like it was like the ultimate insult. Oh whatever. And to and at the time, of course, it was funny the way because she, she told it funny. But, like, now that I think about that, you know what I mean? Just like, wow, she really had, like, self-hate issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's so crazy because the dudes that she was dating for years happened to be dark-skinned. Um, and this is kind of flipping on to the men now um, as far as how we deal with colorism and things of that nature. I think um, the same sentiments as you probably would get with a dark-skinned girl, a lot of 
you know, teasing about one's skin tone. You know what I mean? A lot of um, degradation when it's coming to the skin tone or how we look or we look like monkeys and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, or gor- You know what I mean? Not necessarily. I never so got So does that make you feel like you're not going to date a black woman? Not necessarily. Like, like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just asking. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Um, and we do take that and internalize that, but I think we internalize it differently. I think we, instead of how some women can internalize and try to make themselves look different or alter themselves mm-hmm. with black men, I uh, Specifically, what I see is that a lot of men externalize that and they choose whatever they feel like is the most close. So, yes, in a way, we do kind of externalize it in a way. We internalize it and externalize it and having a person that we deem beautiful because that's what we've been, in a way, ostracized to kind of think about. Um, or ostracized. But I've legit had men say, like, you know, and I, uh, I'm a very intellectual. Yeah, yeah, but I've actually had men say, like, I would not, like, we can hang, but I would not have kids. Uh, I would not marry somebody that Ooh, is your skin complexion. No, no, no. But, but being honest, I would not marry somebody of your skin complexion, or I wouldn't have kids with somebody of your skin complexion because I don't want my kid. And they're dark skinned men. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want my kids to go through like what I went through as a kid, just being teased. Like, and honestly, and teach your child that that's beautiful. Yeah. And this is where I kind of I think that where women are a little bit more evolved at in a way because you could have women who heard these same exact sentiments but still want a black man and to be black and dark and chocolate. You know what I mean? Um, chocolate not, You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm not saying that you know, but so, there are some women who externalize it the same way some black men do. They would you know definitely choose a lighter skin black man or a black man that's mixed because or and, it, and honestly colorism gets so deep because I, I saw this comment. They was like, I'll date a mixed girl, but the mixed girl, the the girl's mother has to be white, specifically. And I and I, I remember seeing that. I was like, that doesn't make sense. I mean, What's you going difference? down because I, how they're raised different, I guess, versus them being with a black mom and a white dad. We specifically talking about black and white here, y'all. But like, <laughs> and this is could, again, this could just this be is me. this could be changed. There's a specific weakness that I feel like. Um, and I'm not going to say all black men because black men are beautiful and strong. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a specific weakness. There's a specific kind of coddling that goes on. With white women? Yes. Because stroke I will ego. love. Yes. <laughs> I, I, not, that, not that I won't stroke your ego. Not that, you know, I can't build you up. Not that I won't tell you, babe, you're doing this. You're doing a great job. You're a prov- you know what I'm saying? And really build you up. But I feel like there's, a spe- there's some things that, one, she's not going to address because she don't know how to address it. <laughs> Keep going. I'm listening to. <laughs> <There's>, Two. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. That was actually good. Go ahead. Keep going. There's one. She just doesn't. She there are some things she can't address. She's not going to address it because she don't know how to address it. And two, I feel like there is, like I said, a, a kind of a coddling that goes on there that you're shying away from. Like you went here because you can't handle this. Yeah. So, I, and I do. There's a passive nature that's there, oftentimes. Um, yes, because that's not all, and I, I don't want to. Char- I don't. I'm not trying to characterize everybody. I want to say say weakness, but it is a passiveness that you would give because of. I will say the race. I think there is a, a and there are certain like things a, she's not gonna. Another thing she's not gonna hold you to some standards that and, we that black women do. Yes, you're not gonna and and it's because of our culture. You're you're we kind of hold you to the to a standard now. Don't get me wrong, because I said it before. Your expectations, your expectations will kill your reality. Like I can't put an expectation for you to be Hercules and you <laughs> Minnie Mouse. Like I can't. And I was, and I, I was just having. I this can't do that. I was having a conversation with me, uh, Damian with one of our cousins, and I was like, "You can't have." He was particularly saying that oh, the girl that he had to have, or say if he 
broke up with his girlfriend that he has now or whatever and he got out a new girlfriend he this girl has to be at a, such a standard uh, but I'm like that's not I don't, and I don't know but I don't know and I was just like that's not fair for you to say because right. like that's not fair for one that's for one are, thank you are you at that standard and then two are you know that's the standard that that could be unattainable for them and for you yeah. you know what I mean and that could that's for one like that kills the reality of it you have such these high expectations that when the reality actually hits you and sets in now it's like you're for, you're forced to look at what is right, and you that's, set yourself a failure exactly and so I'm just sitting here like okay you know and I, I remember having that conversation and it was just like it was really interesting um okay so why do you think the discrimination of is there um because it often pertains to people who are darker skin and is it okay to have a preference on skin tone I don't think that you can have a preference. I think that having a preference on skin tone um, is having a preference on people, period. And the reason I say that is because you ha- you have a preference on something that I can't ch- I can't change. But also, if we're talking that as a whole, there's one human race. So are you saying that I... I'm I'm not beautiful or I'm not you know like right. you don't exude the qualities of what you feel like is beautiful and my- and not everybody's going to be you know a your type right quote yeah. unquote type um or have that um that genesis <laughs> you know that's specific for you cuz you may be looking for something you know specific but I think that color is like like and I always say that it, I don't it doesn't matter to me what the color is um Quite frankly, you could be white. I don't believe that you would be. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I, I personally feel like there's no, if you don't, if you don't know me, then you, if you know me, then you know I legit just want, I want boys. Like if I, when I have kids or when I start having kids, I want boys. She wants boys. And I, I said, want boys. and she said, and so you I said just what, three don't, or four? You said uh, three. I said four. You said four? <laughs> you said, I gave, look. <laughs> you, want, you gave me a pass. I, I didn't say four. But I want, and I feel like there's no, there's no other no other man can teach my black son to about his blackness, about his power, about what lies within him than a black powerful man. And actually Now you can teach him how to be a man. Yeah, right. You can. Sense. You can teach him how to be a man. However, there are things that he's going to experience that you will not be able to speak to him about. He's going to be looked at when he walks into the store. Like, what do what does he want? Why is he in here? It's, oh, he need to drop your backpack at the door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there are some things that you are not going to be able to teach my child. Any- and I need you to be able to speak to that and vice versa. As a black woman, I feel like if, you, if you're, because my, my brother, he said that when he starts having kids, he wants a girl. Which one? You... Joe, oh. he wants a girl. <laughs> Wait he a wants, second. <laughs> he wants. He wants. Uh, uh, he wants a girl. And so for me, I would say to him, you want a you want a girl to be able to look at her mother and say, okay, she's gonna be uh, one of the skin tones of you know black. She's gonna have some melanin. Let's just right. say that. And so with her having that melanin, you need to know that she's. You need her to know that she's beautiful. Right. All the and. And it was that there are many different quote. skin tones. It was like little girls need to, especially the black, dark skin little girls, they need to know that they're beautiful early, just as well as light skin little girls. And because I should, feel they like have to we, to go to and again, to know we that right. we perpetuate that because we're so quick to see on Instagram or see a little baby be light skin and be like, oh my god, they're so cute. <laughs> I think, and you can I, see a dark skin too and be like, oh, them some nice shoes. I'm so serious, but though. But for me, like, when I see little kids in general, little babies, I always say kids. I mean, if they're cute, they're cute. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And 
I mean, we we have a cousin too that also had that that complex as well um, about with children with babies. For some reason, it was always the colored hair, like not colored hair, but colored eyes and curly hair. And I will say that a specific a specific point for me, and this is something I had to learn. Um, so I had a, one of my ex boyfriends. He was mixed, and he had like green eyes. And he he just he was very um, fair tone. He was his sandy brown blonde hair. Yeah, like he just he what he was mixed, but that's just what he, that's those were his characteristics. But I noticed that for me, what he, like his mind and that is just a beautiful thing to me. Like that's very attractive if you can hold a conversation and just your mind can be attractive to me. But I noticed that he was the direct opposite to my dad. And I and, specifically chose him, like, and I had to do some investigating remember, with I myself. Asked that. I, I asked you that years ago. I, <laughs> I specifically that chose ago. him because he was the exact opposite of my dad. So you feel like you in every way, like not even just his mannerisms and, and um, his mind and just everything, but even the physical. Like yeah, he was look. just yes, he was just the complete and, opposite. And then let's be real, that's you know that has. But I think that has ask, to do with hurt. And that was something I had to deal with myself to understand the beauty in the black man, period. And so I have a question. So, could, oh, not even the question. It was more so like back to that statement you just said. I remember actually that years ago. I was like, you, you do think that. The, because that legit, and it, it kind of like, became a trend. Like, what, if I was talking to somebody, if I was dating somebody, that's what they looked like. They light were like, as <laughs> damn day. I, I was like, she's like, that's just my type. That's my. That Again, was I have friend. evolved. She had her type. I have evolved. She had her type or whatever. I, I, and, but in, in addressing why that was my type, I was able to really unload or unpack that and, like, oh, wait a minute. There's but some I remember, childhood hurt under here I, I remember, that it's causing you to choose this. But I remember dude. asking her that when I was like, some years ago, I was like, do you think you chose you choose light skinned dudes because of the direct? I remember this conversation. Hey, you want to pat on the back? Day? Yes, and a cookie too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but no, nah, all jokes aside, I do remember this conversation. It just blows my mind because, like, I remember this conversation. I was like, do you think you choose? I think a lot of the things that because we... of like dad because of it, you want something different from dad. And he was like, that could be a possibility. Yeah, I remember, you, she was honest. She was I like, was honest. Be, I told you there like, could be a possibility. I wasn't as honest as I should have been in, been because at that point I could have just flat out told you yes. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm sure the fact be... that you even thought about like that could be a possibility. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. But again, I think there's a lot, and when we say types, mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of. Um, undertones in our type, our quote-unquote type, there's a lot of undertones. And again, that's why I pointed it back to myself. There was an undertone in my type, but when I addressed the undertone and really unpacked that, I was able to say, no, black is beautiful, and if you have these characteristics beautiful, if you have these characteristics, period, no matter what melanin, how much melanin you have, that is beautiful. Right. And I kind of, you know, and that's how the same thing I was saying. The quality of the person is, you know, it's a lot different than the skin tone. You know what I mean? Of course, you have yes. to be attractive to somebody, but attractiveness does not depend that's, on your skin tone. That is not going to make them a beautiful person. That's not going to make them a faithful person. They, they could be, uh, they could be whatever your dreams. Light skin you know and a dog. I mean? Right. What I say, you can. <laughs> And that's, you know, they could be whatever you you hope to have or whatever and still be not shit. You know what I mean? Especially if, go back to but expectations that, yeah. versus the reality. You know, the type of thing. Like, you're expecting this, but you this is what really is. Right. Versus the girl that you may blow off because she's just as beautiful, but like. But you don't see her beauty. But you don't see her beauty. 
and then you don't only see you don't see her beauty until it's too late. You know what I mean? Where either she's moved on. Let's talk about or that. um or you know when she just like I don't want you now because you you didn't want me when me. I wanted you. Yeah, yeah. You, you dismiss you, now that I'm hot. You all want me. <laughs> Oh, but like, um, but yeah, that to me, I don't, I don't think about as far as like skin tone. I don't, I don't like to put a preference on skin tone. Maybe the qualities that you yes, have. Yes, there a are person. qualities definitely. What about yourself? Uh, I guess like you said. I mean, but like, if you got TV and all this stuff conditioning you, if you see something and it's always that specific color, like I'm saying, personally, me, I don't have a preference on skin color, but I can see where it comes from, mm-hmm. like. If okay, I was this person seeing this on television, and then this is all they see, then they gain attraction that, so they seek out that in their real life. And then, so you're saying that everything that's been positive or good, is right? Associated with say, for instance, I see okay, like you know, back in the day, I had a like crush on like Cassie. I seen the Me and You video. So if, I, if every girl I see on television looks Look, like her right. or looks like that, and then that becomes my type, or so if you want to call it, but so. Yeah. so my so your technically so say say okay you you had okay so because for me that would get boring after a certain like you <laughs> yeah, see the I'm same saying, thing over and right, over again. Yeah, but like, I'm saying, but I'm just saying, I'm just trying to speak. I'm just saying like if that's far as would, that other people, happen. I'm not yeah, right. I'm not sure like because when you say you have a for me personally, I can't like say okay, I'm attracted to this one color or this one person. It just I'm attracted to what I'm attracted to. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not based off of color. It's just certain things that trigger me. I don't know, but like I'm, I'm just speaking like for somebody else. If they, if that's what they see, and then that becomes their all they see, right? <laughs> yeah. But then does it not get to like? Do you not expose yourself to other types of women that's out there? You know what I mean? Now we have an age of social media. You know what I mean? Like, are you only like? Gabrielle Union had went through her son's um, social, her son, her stepson's social media and see who they all follow. A lot of the women that they follow, I think the majority of them were lighter skin. Um, and she was like, "Where are the, the you know the girls that are darker skin?" So you also placing yourself, you're placing yourself in this quote unquote box of what you deem as beautiful instead of like if you really love black women, there be different types of black women, not just one particular type or. Um, or a mixed type, or you know, foreign types. It will all. It would if you love women, not you, but I'm just saying, like if you love women as much as you say you do, there would be different types of women, not just right, one type like, that looks like the same type. If everybody's following suit, if you say, for instance, like you said, Gabrielle, her, what is it, her stepson? Yeah. Okay, if he sees all his friends are talking to certain type of girls and they are all around certain it's type like, of oh, girls, that's beautiful. Right. So no, and let me go he for don't want to be with somebody that they might deem that's not beautiful. And then he gets. But that goes this, back to Jack, man. That's a beautiful. That's that's. Thank you, because I was that was I gonna mean, um, just validation. I was gonna go back to that actually, and this is the what we're talking about colorism within men. A lot of the times, we don't want to deem, we don't want to be with someone that others deem ugly, and oftentimes we are not necessarily peer pressured, but it is peer pressured um, when you think about it, because it's like, okay, here's this girl that you actually actually think it's beautiful right. um, and you think you you like and everything like that but because of your friend's pressures of what is deemed beautiful is pushed on, upon you now you're choosing somebody that's not even what you was looking at in the begin to begin with mm-hmm. or whatever and so now you're brushing off this girl to get with this other girl because your friends think it was the right move for you to do and this also brings back into how 
black women themselves are viewed as far as success goes and men who are successful and black men specifically and a lot of black men who are successful tend to have white wives or wives that are other than black except for Russell Russell Williams uh, he was he was engaged to a white woman and engaged to her pretty for a long time actually um, and then they divorced not divorced but they they broke up and then he got what Sierra proposed to her after a year got married have children took her son in as his Russell is literally perfect like, I don't know like I don't know <laughs> shout out to Russell but he's that's like I mean if you could perfect guy like you I'm, he's not perfect I'm pretty sure but like perfect but do you got a cousin boo <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying like He's literally like cookie cutter perfect. You know what I mean? Um, but that being said, though. So he's the exception, not the standard? Um, what do you mean? LeBron James. LeBron James. But then it came out, too, that rumorly that he cheated on his wife yeah. with the S. Jules girl. So that we talked about some All weeks ago. All the athletes, they, you uh, know. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. If you show me some proof, uh, you can't just say I mean, I, I, right. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, it was absolute facts because we weren't there. But it was rumored that he allegedly yeah. You know, cheated on his wife with someone else, and I'm pretty sure if I wouldn't be surprised if he did, yeah. you know what I mean, or didn't know whatever. I would be, I would be some more surprised that he never did anything <laughs> or whatever. But if he did, okay, like, well, well, <laughs> that's kind of like how the cookie crumbles with that one. But I don't know. But she's been so used to a custom lifestyle. I don't think she would be leaving. Anyway, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't think she'll leave. I don't think she do. will leave. I don't think she'll leave. Um, I got three under 18 kids. I'm set, boo. <laughs> I have my own businesses. I'm set, boo. I don't think she'll leave. I'm set, boo. Now, I'm granted, keep- and then we talked about this before, I love you, but you're not about to steal my peace, my joy, my happiness, That like not at the cost of those. Right. Not at the Especially I'm going to have to deal with this, and I have a daughter watching, I have kids watching, that are seeing this as the standard. Oh, this is what love is. This is what love looks like. This is how I'm supposed to treat a woman. This is how a man is supposed to treat me. I think he well, probably treats her well, but he, oh, yeah, he probably if he does does anything, it's not like around the family. Around it's probably when he. I mean, but him. it's the things that, that are done in private too. Like right, a relationship but, is not just public. I know, but if they don't see it, if they don't know about it, I mean, all they hear is rumors. But <laughs> but then again, but if you know your husband, truth, right? yeah, if you know, you know your husband, there's some truth to rumors. So like, even if you didn't cheat, were you? So you, you, were, was, you were? Did you it? place yourself in a position right. for this? For this to, ha- to have taken place, y'all was you, you was at a party for some reason. Y'all wound up in the same room. Why was y'all in the same room? Like, how did that? Ha- you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like saying we accidentally mis- have sex. Where did miscommunication come yeah. from? Right. Yeah. Um, so going back, do you think we tend to pay attention to those in pop world that are lighter a lot more than those that are darker? I think so. I think. Because I think I, that's a two parter. I think that's a two parter. I'm going to say it's a two parter because. Yes, we pay more attention to them because that's what's presented, presented. to us. Yeah. And I was going to say that too. And I think that's um, very much a true statement because the ones. That get but then you have those like un- right. almost undeniables, like the NDREs, the Viola Davises that are like the and I Nyong'o. Yes, like, Lupita Nyong'o. Like their like, talent have is these so people. there. And I but applaud, it took a long um, time for um, Amanda Viola Davis, uh, Amanda Steinberg, mm-hmm. who actually I forget which role it was for, but she actually withdrew from a role. Like you know, I think with Black, Black Panther. Panther, it was Black Panther. Um, she withdrew from a role. Like you know what? This is going to be beautiful, and. 
I understand that all black is beautiful, but I need this to be spotlighted because people need to see this. So right. she stepped back for a greater cause, and I appreciate her. People for was that. also talking mad stuff about that. Like, oh well, she didn't get the role. It wasn't the fact that if she got the role or not. She was still up for the role, right? And, and she, she turned it down. She withdrew. She, and she had a name behind her name, other than like um, she. Uh, besides, like Letitia Wright, I think that was probably like, the first I've actually heard about her. Yeah. So uh, outside, but, like, but you would have that would have been another kind of big name to attach itself to. Um, some, yeah, two black. And it'd be like, but it'd be like, oh, this random white girl, black <laughs> skin girl, like is here. Like um, it doesn't. It did. It would have not made sense in the realm of the black the sister. You know what I mean? To play the sister, and um, it just wouldn't have made sense to be quite. And I love Letitia Wright's character. Yes, as um, I mean, ultimately, we know how much we love the Black Panther movie, so of course it was great. Right. But a uh, shout out for her to her uh, for that. Yeah, and um. Let's see. So much more to just unpack and just. It's a lot to we unpack. We have to do a part two. <laughs> We're definitely gonna do a part two. Um, let's see. Um, just for right now, um, I'm sorry. I had a. Or there's. Do you feel like there's what ways, what solutions do you think for right now? Do you think we should have as far as colorism goes? Um, we need to really be addressing, and I talked about it earlier, we need to be really addressing and unpacking the issues that we're having because we have to be honest with ourselves before we can start addressing things. Um, for me, and again, just going back to myself, I had unpacked issues. I had childhood issues that caused me to say, you know what, I don't want anything like this. So I'm going to the polar opposite um, for everything. That was something that, not that he didn't treat me well or anything, but it, that was just something that you saw that you didn't want that. Yeah. Okay, and then we have to unpack these issues in order for us to start addressing it. I can't put a blanket over everything or tuck it under, kick it under the rug, and and go on about life like it's great. This is something we're just not going to touch. We're not going to, you know, uh, talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then expect it to go away. It's present. It's going to happen. And before before we can expect media to say okay well now we're going to start putting this out now we're going to start promoting more people with um, darker um, complexions we have to address that and say hey wait a minute you're catering to me I'm going to tell you what I want right and um, just to uh, just put another story out there um, recently this lady from the um, not lady young lady from um, she's a constant creator. Her name is Ashley Acuna. She was she does the show on YouTube called The Grapevine. Um, on Twitter, it was recently she recently put out that she she is she's dark skin and everything from uh, I think I forgot I think she was Nigerian I think she is Nigerian and she put out that she was turned down a ro- uh, not a role but turned down a position uh, because she wasn't racially ambiguous enough. And I think that is very important for us to to know because here's a woman who does put in that hard work. Who you know who has the content you know to back herself up the notoriety notoriety sorry I can't get that <laughs> word out um, behind her yet she's getting turned down or whatever and my next question before we um, sign off <clears throat> is um, do you think um, hard work is enough to succeed in the pop world um, when you don't have the look no keep <laughs> hard, uh, we unpacking we talking about it so right. no. So, well, hold on to that no until I mean, it's going. To part two. Oh, um, stay tuned because we don't. We, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of feedback or, or kickback because I said no. Um, stay tuned for so that. What I'm just going to leave part you, two for next Monday, but go ahead with your Josh Jewel. Oh, so I'm just going to leave you guys with my Josh Jewel. Just really want to encourage you through this week. Um, 
keep going. Keep striving. You are closer than you think. Your breakthrough, it could be the next day. It could be the next minute. It could be the next hour. Somebody could be in, in the DM getting ready to, you know, reach out to you because they've seen you moving. They've seen you striving. Um, and they've seen just you hungry and, and, and focused. So keep going. Keep striving. You're almost there. Um, your breakthrough could be tomorrow. All right. Thank you so much, Ja. All right. I'm Damo. Hey, it's your girl, Ja. It's Dan. And we're signing off.